following messages were presented during the Friends of Israel 2009 Prophecy Conferences. It should be noted that a few of our speakers presented their messages with the aid of PowerPoint. All of us, one day, will have our hearts exposed to the great physician that he will be our judge. That glorious event, it is called the judgment seat of Christ. But we don't have to worry because the word judgment doesn't mean that our sins are going to be judged. Of course not. Our, gene, our sins have been judged and they have been forgiven and they have been forgotten. And the book of Hebrews says that will never be brought again. So that is not a problem for us. We have been saved by grace and that is a finished matter. That is not going to be brought again. But what is a judgment then? I think it's a day of unveiling because the word that the Bible used, and I'm going to read the, the verse that is core to this, is 2 Corinthians 5.10. And says, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done whether it be good or bad. The things that are going to be judged there and see in that moment are works, good works. We have been saved for, to good works, material, good materials, and motives. And I know that I have said this before, and I, I, I wouldn't like to say it again, but you know that I have a granddaughter, and she is so, so, so very smart. And... Um, <laughs> But you know, she's only three years old, and uh, although she's very smart, and she is indeed, uh, she has the limitations of her age. And a few days ago, I was visiting my daughter, and uh, she wanted to please me and, uh, you know, celebrate a moment, preparing a nice meal for me. And it was very difficult because some of the ingredients are not easily available here in the United States. But she went through a lot of uh, effort and work, and she got everything, spent the whole day cooking and preparing, and by the time, dinner time, uh, they had a beautiful plate for me. And then my granddaughter said, uh, I want to give it to Abu. Abu is short for abuelo. I want to give it to Abu. And then, of course, the plate was handed to her, and she came, you know, radiant, walking, from the kitchen to the table, and then she fell, and, <laughs> and the plate was broken, and so far for, for the meal. I ate it. I ate it. <clears throat> I believe, although it says judgment, I believe that that is going to be a glorious moment, the judgment seat of Christ, in which it is true that uh, we will be judged. It will be a moment of unveiling, of discovering, that putting into light things, yes, but also it's a, going to be a moment for rewards. And that's why, if you see in these uh, uh, programs, uh, for this short meditation, I didn't name it uh, heart surgery in heaven, which would have been appropriate. I call it Crowns, even more crowns. Because I believe, although in the Bible many rewards are mentioned, and they are mentioned under the name of crowns, 
I believe there are many more. And I believe that you, especially you, you will receive even more crowns. Now, I don't know if my uh, former professor, uh, Ronald Schauer, will allow me. <laughs> uh, he told me this uh, years ago at PCB. Uh, let's see if I can remember the, the five crowns that uh, are mentioned in the Bible. They are five, four are very specific, and one is more general. So incorruptible crown is one that is going to be given to those who run the race of life acceptably. Right? That's 1 Corinthians uh, 9.25. The crown of life that is going to be given to those who resist uh, temptations. James 1.12. The third, uh, the crown of rejoice for those who will reach other souls for Jesus Christ. First, Thessalonians 2.19. And the fourth, the crown of uh, righteousness for those who wait the coming of the Lord. Second Timothy 4.8. And the last one, the crown of glory for under shepherds. Those are mentioned, and I believe you are going to receive some of these or all of these, but I believe you are going to receive some, some more. And to illustrate and to finish this, uh, let me tell you something about another facet of our ministry, that is the school for nurses. You know that we have the outpatient clinic, but this is the school for nurses where we train uh, people to serve. And I'm going to tell you how it began. Years ago, when we first started the clinic, uh, we received patients, but we encouraged them to come again for, for many reasons. One of them is, if you're a doctor and you see your patient coming again, first of all, it means that he's alive. That's a very good thing. <laughs> the second thing is, in our ministry, we are supposed to, to, to convey the gospel According to 1 Peter 3.15, you know, uh, always be ready to, to say, to transmit what, the reasons behind our, the hope that we have in our hearts, but with meekness and fear. In order to do that, we have to build bonds with people. So it's good if you see them one, twice, three times a year. But it was this guy who came the first time, and then he kept coming Every single day. You know, the first week he came day after day. The second week he came day after day. The third week he came day after day. And then he stopped coming. He did not come anymore. And then we really missed him. And uh, we said, we, he's going to come next day. The next day he didn't show up. The third day he didn't show The fourth day he appeared. And as soon as I saw him coming through the door, I went to him and said, what happened? You didn't come to the clinic. And he said, doctor, I was sick. The School of Nurses has given us, you know, uh, it was spiritually rewarding. And it started in that way. That's a true story. That's how we, we came to the idea that there are a lot of people who are willing to, to help others, although they don't know anything, but, you know, they, he felt that he was doing something good if at least he could be close to the doctors. And then the idea of training people and training is necessary, uh, simple things. But like in every trade, you, you need to learn a few things. For example, if you have a bottle of alcohol, 
You say alcohol or spirit? Alcohol. Okay. Alcohol, and uh, you have to, to take the, the lid off. You never put it anywhere. You hold it in your hand. And if you really have to, to put it on a table, you don't place it like this because it will get germs and will get contaminated. So you learn to do this. Things like that. You have to learn. It takes time. It takes dedication. Take classes. So we started giving classes, and, and the school was progressing. We were having more and more volunteers, people, most of them uh, former patients. And uh, with the time, uh, we have now, I guess, 27 years of um, medical ministry. And um, with the time, uh, the school became a former school. And in these days, we have a two years and a half program. And at the end of it, really three years, because they volunteer, forcefully volunteer, <laughs> to, to make uh, the, the other half of the year. So in three years, they finish the program and they get registered by the government. So the Lord really blessed us uh, with this uh, ministry. And we have uh, seen wonderful things. Uh, on the first place, we decided that if this was going to be part of our ministry, well, we shouldn't accept as a student uh, believers. Yeah, you will be uh, surprised by this, but we thought that we had been sent to the unsaved and not to the saved, and that would be a challenge for us, and it would be a gauge of measure. Uh, if we would be doing the things in the right way, uh, we would see the results in the people that uh, was around us. So many of the people, all of them, who came to study at the School of Nurses, uh, they were not saved, and many of them, in the, in the course of their studies, they became saved, uh, praise the Lord. Uh, I remember only, and I'm going to mention, I remember many of them, but I'm just going to mention one case. Uh, it was a, a nurse uh, who was taking part in one of our uh, short programs that is called uh, Hospital at Home. When we do surgery, afterwards, it doesn't finish like there. You know, the patient has to recover, has to go for a period of one week, two weeks, sometimes longer, uh, taking care of the stitches and changing bandages and doing a lot of things that uh, need to be done. And... So we pick a patient and we pick a nurse and we put them together. The nurse is in charge of the, everything that has to be done. That we call hospital at home or clinic at, at home. And uh, not long ago, uh, some of the teachers were talking among them and they say that that's, uh, that's incredible, that's curious, that's amazing. And then, uh, you know, I, I was curious, and I, I said, what, what happened? What are you talking about? And they said, do you remember that nurse whom we are talking? He said, yes, I, I do. And, uh, well, do you remember that she is in this program, and she's been dealing with a lady for, for quite some time? And you know what? She has been talking so deeply about the love of God to this lady that the lady came to the knowledge of the Lord as a savior and say, well, praise the Lord, but I don't see why you are so surprised. That is very natural as, as far as I see it. And uh, 
the, the teachers began to laugh, and they say, you know what? The curious thing is, he, the lady was born in Russia, and the nurse was born in Paraguay, and neither one speaks the other's language. <laughs> That's another example where words are not necessary. You know, Francis of Assisi, some of you of Catholic uh, uh, memories, uh, he used to say long ago, preach always, preach all the time, and if necessary, use words. <laughs> what a wonderful sentence. And uh, it is true. It is a ministry where sometimes you don't have to talk. All you have to do is act. Those Acts, those actions of love really talk a lot, especially to Jewish people or suffering people. Another thing that we do at the School of Nurses, we like to go to uh, places like Mosesville. Remember I talked about Mosesville? That was a town that was uh, with a 100% Jewish population and after the downfall of the economy, most of the population went to Israel. And that is true, but the, the old folks, they remain in the land. The young people went to Israel. So still to this day, we have a lot of Jewish people, most of them from Russian origin, and they live scattered around Mosesville. And they are people who are in need, mainly because the whole family went away. So we like to go with the ambulance. We load the ambulance with uh, all the equipment, all the medicines that we're going to distribute, we're going to use. And uh, one of the students came to me and said, while we were busy, you know, loading the, the ambulance, he said, Doctor, I want you to know that I thought it was easier to be at a school of nurses. You know, from morning to night, I wake up very early and I go to bed very very late, and uh, I see so many suffering, so many bad things, and even when I get to rest a little bit, I have dreams. And I said, well, you mean nightmares? No, no, she said, dreams. I dream that um, all these suffering people one day will not be suffering, they will be happy, they will be joyous. And then I said, you know what? You are describing me the picture of what I think is heaven. And she said, well, I, one day I would like to go to heaven. And, and even more, I would like everyone to go to heaven. And then I say, you know, let's put these boxes and let's talk. Let's open our Bibles. And we explain to her. And that day she came to the knowledge of the Lord. But immediately after, she said, you know that we are going to Mosesville up to the north, 400, 500 miles and uh, what are we bringing? Just as a few things. And you, doctor, are bringing me as a nurse. And I am your student, and I know very little. Plus, I'm very old. Plus, I am poor. Uh, how are we going to make something useful down there? That's a task for somebody else, for another type of organization, maybe some international power or something like that, but not us. And then I said, uh, nurse, you've been here studying with us for a long time, so I guess you have done your homework and you know the names of everything that we have here in the boxes that we are carrying to, to the field in Mosesville. And she said, of course, I'm a good student. 
And then I went one, to one of the boxes. I took a bottle uh, of saline solution. And I said, you know what, is, what this is? And she said, yes, that's a saline solution. And, but you know its composition, its chemical composition? And she said, of course, that is a solution of uh, sodium chloride in water, which in other words is simple table salt in water. And do you think that this uh, saline solution would be the same as sending to the field only water? And she said, no, of course, because a saline solution it's a medicine in itself. It, it, it helps to replace fluids when a, a sick person. And also, it's a vehicle to administer another medication. So it wouldn't be the same to send just water. And then I said, nurse, do you realize that the difference is that little amount of salt in the water? And the, and the Bible says, Jesus says, that we are the salt of the earth. So we are few. We are bitter, salty but we can make a difference. So let's go, and I, I pray that you will one day uh, think better about these trips to Mosesville and up to the north. And eventually, she graduated, and they believe he's over here. He was on the day of her graduation. And later on, because, uh, and I believe it's among you, somebody was praying for her and provided things for her. So she went to the north, close to the area of Mosesville, and she remained there. And one day, her help was needed. The same things that we had taught to her in Buenos Aires now were useful to her in Mosesville. And the case was an old lady who had varicose veins in the legs, bleeding very easily, easily infected, and uh, she needed an operation. But we couldn't do this, the surgical procedure, because before had to be clean, cleansed, uh, had to be prepared, and she needed some uh, special treatment for at least two weeks. Bandages had to be changed, and uh, medicine had to put on her legs. Uh, a nasty job, so to speak. But this lady with a new heart, she was prepared to do that exactly. And she did, and she committed to this lady to, to work for her. And uh, during two weeks, she was walking one hour one way, one hour uh, back, twice a day. Actually, she was walking four hours just to help this lady. And um, by the end of the two weeks, when she was ready for us to go and pick her with the ambulance and do the operation, and back to the nurse to continue to do the follow-up. Uh, the nurse said to the lady, well, the, my job is done, I'm gonna go. And then she said, <clears throat> holding her hands, uh, I am so thankful, thankful. I am not going to forget what you did for me. Do you think the lady is going to forget what she did? Of course not. And do you think that the Lord is going to forget what she did? Of course not. And do you think that the Lord is going to forget all of you who have been partakers with this nurse? Of course not. So when I said more crowns, I believe that those five crowns, I'm for sure you will get it, but you will get even more crowns. I believe there is a reward for you. Let me read for you what Hebrews 6.10 says. 
For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown towards his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And Matthew 10, 42 says, And if anyone gives even a cup of cold water <clears throat> to one of these little ones, because he is my disciple, tell you the truth, he will certainly not lose his reward. So the Bible is telling that there are more rewards. He is not going to forget. You are going to have more rewards. And finally, if any of those brothers and sisters who are working down there in Argentina in the field, they are doing good works. They are producing fruits. The Bible says in Philippians 4.17 that those fruits will sum up, will be added up to your personal accounts. So dear brothers and sisters, let me say that I am so happy to be here. It's been a great pleasure to be in close contact with all of you who have prayed so much and have supported our work, and I'm really touched. Uh, I will never forget. The Lord will never forget, but he will reward each one of you. God bless you.